you spoony bard. Hello and welcome to episode 118 of the Try Guns Net Podcast. <laughs> Today is Saturday after the new year, January 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is episode 118. Um, happy New Year. <laughs> happy New Year, everyone, including Hope making the noise back there. Hey, Hope, Happy New uh, Year! Dick! <laughs> Our one-person you know, studio that's, audience That's her approves. official language. You know that, right? I don't even talk to her in English. That's it. Look, like, watch this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say to her, "I want to feel your tits." You ready? <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> I thought she said "fuck you, bitch." Okay, but um. So there, there you go. That's uh, that's what we uh, that's what we came into 2009 for, huh? Okay, well. <laughs> Not much better than 2008. Exactly. Meet the, <laughs> but, meet the um, new year, same as the old. Yeah. <laughs> episode 117 technically was the first episode released in 2009, but it was recorded in 2008. So this is the first true episode of 2009. Uh, we are continuing on with our little series of topics that people sent into Winch Swag. And um, that entry was Digimatrix. With his emotionality in gameanality topic, but before we even go on to that into our regular spiel, uh, I have two people with me. One of whom you heard, the other who you may have heard. I can't remember if he spoke. The first one is Titty uh, Titty Tony. <laughs> I'm not Dominican. You sure about that, Al? What? Do you think he's Dominican? No, he's <laughs> he's a Puerto Rican. Oh, come on! You got to be quicker than that. Yeah, he's a Puerto Rican. <laughs> That's part of the effect. Just Did like, we shave Tony down and teach him to speak? Should we Goonie give Google. him sandals with socks? Okay, I'm Goonie Google. I'm gonna ask my wife if I'm a Dominican. I'm gonna go put her there. She says maybe. <laughs> what the fuck is Goonie Google? Okay, um, and as you, okay, so let me read the topic that that people can look forward to. It's from Digimatrix. He asks. Will we ever see video games provide us with an emotional response the same as we have with films? If so, is it helped by leaps in technology and motion capture? What department is more important, graphics or animation, as it strive and is striving to be near the uncanny valley, uh, which we should clarify in a second, which is mimicking humanistic body language and facial expressions, the step forward, or is it a detriment for this medium? Do we have to acknowledge that video games are still a bunch of computer pixels and can never come close to the power of real humans in live-action films? So that's his topic. We'll get to that after we talk about what we've been playing. Tony, oh have you not been playing God. Fantasy Star 4? Why even come to me? I've been playing Luna. Okay, okay that's, a st- that's a step up. That's, that's something but he, different. But, which, which, but it's the same thing. Yes, it is the same thing, and that's why why you even come to me. <laughs> Wait, Lunar is it, you really think Lunar and Fantasy Star are the, are no are no very no? He mentioned Lunar like uh, six yeah, months a ago. year ago. Yeah, that's uh-huh. okay, but it's different from Fantasy Star. I mean, like, exactly. you don't have to talk about it, but at least you're playing something different. Listen, uh, so. I'm on a cycle right now. I I am working. I've got to play stuff that I know, and is I know I could like just totally go through. I can't take on anything new right now. I can't involve myself. Can't you understand that? 
uh, Call no. of Duty is not something that you have to really involve yourself in. But then oh, again, no, no, you do no. have to I take have your to Xbox myself. out of the closet <laughs> exactly. and, then, exactly. and then not put it on top of the router exactly. and then not have it next to all your other computer equipment mm. where it explodes exactly. and then you get a red ring. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, in order to play Call of Duty, I have to first come to terms with my Xbox maybe not working because... What is hooked up to your TV right now? Uh, nothing. Hmm. A DVD player, that's it. That is a pickle. So then how are you playing Lunar? His Lunar? Nomad. No, no, no. no, no oh, wait, no, I'm no, sorry. No, Nomad. no, Wrong no. Device. I got my CDX, <laughs> and that's... Oh, not my TV, in the living room. That's that's what's hooked uh, up in the living room. I, I can't put too much stuff out there. Hmm. hmm. I think we should get him on, like, the the that Home Builders channel, like HGN or whatever the hell that is that, that, that ladies like to watch. And uh, get them on one of those like house house building shows where they like take your house and they revamp it. Yeah, yeah. And why don't and, they like, revamp? You come, into the, you come into the room, you see it, and you start crying tears of joy. Like, oh my god, yeah. this is the best thing yeah. I've ever seen. If, they, if, if they'll so ever, much. if they'll ever bring their trucks, right yeah, bring their trucks and their repair people into the projects, and we'll talk. Okay. Word. Word indeed. Void. What am Seek I talking about? Dreamcast. Bitch? What? I don't know what you're talking about. She spoke English. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Al, what you, Al, what you been playing? Um, I've been playing some stuff. I actually have time Some now. stuff. Feels far and Stop with stuff. your hair, bitch! Hey, I'm, I had to move the thing. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> Just shit. let him talk. You know, I can't be damaging my ears because it's a damn headset. Anyway, um... <laughs> Shut up, Tony. <laughs> I've been playing... <clears throat> Some stuff, finished some stuff, and didn't get started with some other stuff. Been playing Baden Kaitos still. I am 44 hours into the game, and I'm almost finished, but I have to do the most annoying thing ever. And I have the perfect analogy for this game. I don't know if I want to talk about it right now because I feel like I want to write it on my blog once I finish the game. So. You know, a- in all in all honesty, you'll probably end up blogging it before. Uh, I mean, you'll you'll probably end up blog. Yeah, you'll probably end up blogging it before this goes live. So go ahead. No, no, no. Trust me, I won't be finishing the game before this episode goes live. Oh, oh you wanna you wanna finish it before you say your analogy? Yes. Oh, aren't you revolutionary? Okay, fine. Uh-huh. So um, I'm pretty much almost finished with that, but it's a pain in my ass, and I like the game, but at the same time, I really really hate it. So, um, you'll understand when I actually finish it and I write my blog. But I also <clears throat> finished six years in the making um, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. Ooh. Crowd, yes. Um, so, the thir- so the th- all, all, uh, all, all, the, uh, all the playthroughs. Right, it's three playthroughs. Um, I thought there were four, but thank goodness there aren't four. Um, I actually stopped playing the game probably about three or four years ago. Don't know why. So did I. And so did I. Um, I put in the game because it's on my list to finish it before New Year's. And so I went to look at where I was, and I found out I was at chapter 11, which is the last chapter which before the right, end of the game. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's only like an hour left for this game. Why haven't I finished it yet? So I went and finished it, and um, that was pretty cool. I also finished Orcs and Elves 2 on my mobile phone. Oh my god, mobile game. I was only 10 minutes away from finishing that game. And I had oh. stopped playing it a couple months ago just because it seemed hard, but it really wasn't. 
I don't know. Something wrong with me. Uh, lots. Indeed, mobile phone. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's the only game that I would play for my mobile phone. It's the only game worth playing for a mobile phone, in my opinion. Uh, I played some Bioshock. Didn't get very far. Um, I'm trying to get from Neptune's Bounty to the next place. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm still in the beginning. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it's just... You're on the, the second stage, right? And, yeah, like that's when you that's when you first have to uh, fight the big daddies and get the little sisters. Right, like I have little sister. <laughs> I have three to get, <laughs> and uh, the I killed the first big daddy, uh-huh. but then I died. So then uh-huh. he came back, and I'm like, I don't feel like fighting another one. So mm-hmm. I'm going about the regular level, and I mean it's. I feel like at such a with this game, there's just such limited resources. You know, it's not yes. like you can run around and like buck people down or whatnot because you got to remember that you only have 18 bullets. Right. And in order right. to get more bullets, you got to pay money that people don't drop. Right. And and you know the the point of this thing is they don't want you to rely on bullets. You know, so much as relying on you know your magic. The environment. And yeah, but the then but then that needs to be replenished with Eve hypos, and Eve hypos aren't a dime a dozen either. You could buy them. Yeah, but you buy them for just as much as you buy bullets. <laughs> so it re- it really doesn't make any sense. It's like, okay, I never, am I going to use I... all my Eve, and then I'm going to run around with weapons, or am I going to use all my ammo and then be left with? Eve for my right. I mean, know. like I've, I've, you know what? I've never had a problem with it because all I've been doing is using electricity and wrench. That's it. Uh, for the big daddy fights, I use the big ammo, but anything else, uh, electricity wrench. wrench. That's yeah, that's it. pretty much what I do too, and that's the weird thing about it. It's like I use all my ammo on the big daddy. What What about the environmental traps? Have you got? Have you Have you come across enough of those such that you can actually circumvent having to use any of your Eve or ammunition, like you mean like a turret? I don't like. I'm. I think I'm way before you, so I haven't even seen a big daddy. I, I've seen the big daddy, but I haven't fought it yet. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I I got to a uh I got to a point. Oh no 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 no, I could use the environment, but I had to use my Eve. I I, I got to a point where there was like a puddle, mm-hmm. and I zapped the puddle right, when no, the guy was yeah, standing it, in it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work on big daddies. But doesn't. But there are other. But there are other things where no, I'm I'm talking about outside of that. Oh okay. Other uh, where he can save ammo. I I I, rem- I know there are other places where you can like. Um, hit a circuit breaker and 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 cause electricity to go off in a pot or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know things like that. Yeah. Have you encountered that um, yet, or is it is not it still really? Too like no. the the place that I was that I encountered this big daddy in Neptune's Bounty, there's uh like small puddles of water around, and I tried to zap the puddle, but it didn't work, uh because that tactic doesn't work on big daddies. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And then right. there was a turret underneath the the ramp where you walk down into that area. So I hacked the turret. But the big daddy made short work of that turret, uh-huh. and they, oh. I mean, it, it literally takes about five to seven minutes to kill one mm-hmm. if you don't die or whatever. So, think about how much ammo is required. I mean, I, I used my armor piercing bullets for the pistol. I used a whole bunch of machine gun rounds. Yep. I used all my Eve for mm-hmm. um, the electricity, and I also picked up uh, some grenades and threw them back at him with telekinesis, and. Then I used shotgun shells, and he still didn't die mm-hmm. until I died probably about three times. What level are you on? What do you mean? Difficulty? difficulty. Yeah. Um, on normal. 
Really? Huh. Yeah. And that's it, why I, I told Austin, I was like, I really feel like I suck at shooters right now. But it could just be <laughs> that I haven't played them in a long time. So, yeah, not like yeah. um the first time I faced a big daddy on normal, um mm-hmm. it it really took all of my you know even took all of my uh my bullets and stuff like that and he got me down to a health level that I don't even want to talk about um because <laughs> I don't even know why I'm alive you know but he got me down to a point you know what shut up bitch I'm not talking to you <laughs> so <laughs> so. <laughs> So, um, whatchamacallit, yeah, he, I did obscene things, but I was able to do electricity and the bullets, and that worked fine. I mean, like, you know, I killed him within maybe about a minute or so. Mm-hmm. How many times did you die? You didn't die at all in that first encounter? The only time I died on an encounter, because I, okay, let's just put it this way. Um, I was very scared of big daddies, because I'm a pussy. And when it comes to first-person yep. shooters, I am a fucking pussy. And by the way, yep. tonight I'm going to play Silent Hill. Yay! For for not 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 the original on the fucking PS3. I'm going over to Ethan's house. We're having a video game night over there, and I'm going to play Silent Hill. So you oh, know you guys how didn't much invite of a... us. Oh, thanks, it, Ethan. It, you know what? He didn't invite you. Okay, you want to come over? You come. Well, we can't now because I had plans already. Because exactly. he didn't invite us. Oh, That's this right. is I have fucking plans to bullshit stay my then. Anyway, I'm going to go and play this, and I'm a fucking pussy, so you know how that's going to go. So picture me trying to fight a big daddy for the first time. I, I you know, I, I probably stressed my body out so much because I was in survival mode. I was ducking here, jumping over this, going over here. You know, every time he rushed, I tried to, like, back up and jump and stuff and, like, all this fucking stuff. And let me tell you something. I After I killed him, I had to take a deep breath, um, pause the game. Go inside, <laughs> go inside, take a lithium, uh, you know, just do whatever I could to calm the fuck down because that was that was a fucking battle for me. OK, so yeah, it was a battle for me, too. I was hooping and hollering. But you probably don't have the same like what? Valium, not lithium. Thank you. We just let that one go. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. It, when my wife corrects me, that means I am fucking stupid that's <laughs> right yes right pook what? yes <laughs> <laughs> all right keep going keep going keep going, keep going. anyway uh, anyway um i was in severe survival mode and you probably weren't in that i mean like uh you probably didn't take it as seriously as i did on my first battle because she's not a pussy that's right uh-huh all right so <laughs> on to the next game um i bought for uh far cry 2 and call of duty 4 I haven't played Call of Duty 4 on, you know, the one I downloaded from Steam yet. But mm. I played the demo, and I was blown away by the demo. Yes, I know the game's been out for a whole year. So what? Um, Dude, the game's been out for a whole year. Yeah, and World at War is based on the exact same engine, so there you go. Um, but it's not modern. Right, exactly. Which makes modern warfare still have appeal. So there. Bleh. Um Play Far Cry 2 for about... <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes or something like that. Um, uh-huh. The game looks freaking beautiful, and I have everything jacked up, so I'm pretty happy about that. <clears throat> Word. Uh, let's see. I think I played Mass Effect this week, or maybe it was last week. But you think? I don't remember when I played Mass <laughs> like, Effect. I'm not I really sure. And I played some World of Goo in one <laughs> chapter, too, and um, played some Castlevania and played some Xenogears, and I want my Xbox back. <laughs> 
Yeah. I want my Xbox back badly because I, I have stuff that I want to play, you know, like Prince of Persia and um, Armia 2 and, you know, all these other games that I have that I haven't opened yet. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I've been playing. This is ungame related, but um, we're watching Jaws and my wife just went to me and said, this is bullshit. The shark died at the end. So how come there's a two and a three and a four? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. Because there were more jaws. Because it's not the same shark, you dumb bitch. To... Oh, so why do they call it jaws? Because all They're sharks the, have a set of jaws. Family. Why, why couldn't they but call it son of because... jaws? <laughs> exactly, son of jaws. Like son of Kong. Son of jaws. <laughs> oh, then it'll be a... Sh- oh, no. Bride no. of jaws. No, no, no. <laughs> Cup no, of Jaws. No. Jaws' cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. See what mm. you started, you fuck? <laughs> Jaws was dead, but now it's time for Jaws Ramirez. <laughs> oh, so you've been oh, playing man. games this week? No, I was, I've been watching Jaws Chang. <laughs> Jaws Chang. His, his communist cousin, Jaws Chang, mm-hmm. likes to color red. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to log into my goddamn Steam account so I could read all the things I've been playing. Um, God damn it. It keeps on telling me incorrect login. Okay. I know you've been playing Call of Duty because I see yeah, that but and I think I'm not playing. And the, why I can't log into my Steam is really upsetting me. Mm. Yeah. Um, there yeah. we go. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Well, the first thing that I've been playing, I, I'll, I'll say the most consistent thing I've been playing, is Age of Empires Mythologies on my DS. And that is the that is the adaptation of Age of Mythology from PC. Mm-hmm. And it is also technically the pseudo-sequel to Age of Empires, Age of Kings on the DS, which is also based on Age of Empires 2 from the PC game. So, uh, Al, you did play a little bit of it, correct? On, like, the subway or something I showed it to you? Age of, Age of Kings, yeah. Age of Empires, <clears throat> the, the first one, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, I remember you said you weren't too fond of the Age of Empires games, but you are familiar with them, yes. correct? Okay, so this is... The DS games basically t- take the uh, take the real-time strategy game... Mm-hmm and somehow morph it into a turn-based game, and it works really well somehow. Like, it doesn't feel like they've watered down anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it. If you've played the Age of, Age of Empires games, you will probably be familiar with all the things that are in the DS games. Uh, they basically just flip everything into turn-based mode, so you still have the same units, you have the same structures, mm-hmm. and, and very similar, uh, very similar hero powers. <clears throat> but you don't think it's but, a cop-out because they couldn't do the real-time uh, thing? with the memory or anything? Uh, no. Even if it was a cop-out, the fact that it is a good game, it doesn't oh, matter no, no, if it's a no, cop-out. No. I, I, I was just saying, you know, I, I didn't know if it like, was a good game or not, but... Like, well, it is a good game, and, it, and you know, I think that, first of all, if the system can't handle it, mm-hmm. then then they should take measures to make it a different type of game. I don't think that's a cop-out. I think that's intelligent. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, sure. Because <clears throat> if the system can't handle it, why are you going to try to force that type of game onto it mm-hmm. when when a legitimate option exists where it works well. I would say it would it would have been a cop-out if it were like, um, I'm trying to think. Street Fighter on like, fucking like Game Boy. Th- <laughs> no, no, if Street Fighter the, on Game Boy was like turn-based. 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it would probably would have been better. <laughs> no, wait, wait, even better. If Street Fighter on Game Boy was like Double Dragon. Oh, uh, God. Actually, I will say this. Street Fighter Alpha on the original Game Boy, or is it Game Boy Color? Anyway, Street Fighter Alpha on the Game Boy was actually um, a, a, a decent port considering the system's limitations. Mm-hmm. Like, the combos actually worked, and that's more than I can say about the regular Street Fighter 2 on Game Boy, which is shit. But, um, like, it would have been a cop-out if, if we would take... Uh, there are a lot of Game Boy games like this, for example. If we were to take, um, I, I don't know, something like uh, Rogue Spear and turn it into, like, a, uh, a, a top-down kind of, like... Metal Gear. Contra, contra shooter, or Metal Gear, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, if they just if they just said, I just want to put it on the system and it can't handle it so I can just water it down. No. Like some games that have been watered down still work really well. Like there was a uh, th- there actually was a Rogue Spear on the Game Boy Advance which they adapted pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess I don't know. I, I just I, I just don't think just because you change it means means it's a cop out. Just because the system can't handle it. If if you if you're basically taking a, a name and and completely uh-huh. wrecking it and making it unrecognizable and you're just like, I just want to put this game on there because I know that the name is going to sell, mm-hmm. then yeah, that's a cop-out. Mm-hmm. But like if like with Age of Empires and even with Rogue Spear, like they basically captured the essence of the game while, while keeping to the system's limitations. So no, it's not a cop-out. Um, and they're talking about Street Fighter 2010 <laughs> in the chat window. That's a cop-out. <laughs> 2010 is almost upon us. Yes, it is. <laughs> so maybe maybe Ken will actually get into a cybernetic suit and shoot fireballs from his hands. Uh-huh. And and then um, actually, Kristen Croak will uh, do a cameo. Oh God! Oh oh <laughs> oh! Um, the, I've been playing Age of Empires mythologies like pretty religiously, like on the train and everything. Um, every single time that I go out on the subway, like it's that game. Um, mm-hmm. And every tingle, every tingle, every tingle, every single time that like I'm playing something before I go to sleep. Um, it's Age of Empires Mythologies on my DS. Um, it's just got that kind of addictive appeal. It's it, it basically says I'm Age of Empires plus Advanced Wars, so you, there's no way you can kind of go wrong. The only problem with it I have is the same problems as I had with the Age of Kings one. When the screen gets cluttered up, everything slows down to a crawl. Mm. Like even the animations. So like when I like when you when you kill somebody in this game and they just kind of fall off their horse. Like, they, they kind of do it, and it looks normal. It looks kind of fast. They fall, and then they disappear. In, uh, <clears throat> oh, that's when, when you have a screen full of enemies and you do it, they, they like, fall off in slow motion and then slowly fade away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just bizarre. It's like, you know, people could, I, I would hope that people would realize that that was a problem with the first game and they would maybe optimize the code a little bit, but no. But that's all right. I mean, it's it's whatever. Um, past that, I've been playing a little bit of World of Goo. Um, my Steam account says that I've been playing World of Goo for 19.3 hours in the past two weeks, which is not true. Uh, what happened was we were having a Christmas Eve dinner, and my sister came down from her apartment to help us set up with the table and the cooking and, and all that shit. Um, while, like, there was nothing to be done or while, like, my parents were taking care of the other stuff and I was just sitting at the table and there was nothing for her to do, she was in my room playing World of Goo. When dinner finally came, uh, she hit the escape button to go to the menu screen and we ate dinner 
and then she went back to play World of Goo, and then my parents went to sleep, and she was still in my room playing World of Goo while I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning just because, you know, somehow I just woke up, and I, and I kind of turn over, and she's still playing. And then uh, half asleep, I hear her leave, finally. And when I wake up in the morning, it's still at the menu screen of World of Goo. Ah. And so then I check my Steam profile, and it's like, how many hours have I played a World of Goo? 17 hours. In one night, it went from 5 hours to 17 and I was like, uh-oh. And I looked at my Steam rating, and it was 9.8. It had jumped from a 2.2 to a 9.8. Um, and then she came down the next day before we went off to dinner or something and played more World of Goo. And so that is now the top game on my Steam list. But I've only really played three hours of that 19.3 hours it's showing right now. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> you liar! <laughs> That is not your top game. Why are you lying? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I I, th- I recommend it to anybody who can, and specifically because assholes decided to pirate it, and 90% people who are playing it are pirates, so screw you all. You are all terrible people, and I hope you lose all your video games for the rest of your life. Arr. Um, <clears throat> arr. But um, it's uh, 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 Tony. Oh, wait, of course not, because uh, your computer's broken. Of course. <laughs> Al, what do you think of World to Go? I like it. It's um, a very interesting game, a nice game to play for short periods of time, and it's got wonderful physics. It really challenges your um, your civil your civil engineering mind. Right, right. I mean, I I, I like uh, learning how I, I like learning my way around this game basically, um, because it's relatively simple to just pick up and do. Like Lemmings, you kind of have to look at it over. Like sometimes you have to kind of look ahead and then sometimes it's trial by error, trial and error and just like kind of which ones do I need to use and when and it, there, there's so many things that you can do with the lemmings that sometimes it becomes a little overwhelming with this it's just like alright well um, it's physics and you took this in high school so figure it out but then, then I see like there's some levels that add different things into it that, that look kind of intimidating like lemmings did so I'm not sure how how much the appeal is going to last for me but like in general I, I like it a lot mm, I'd like um, to finish it just go, yeah. you know, try and get to the end because right now with chapter two, it's like, oh my god, how do I do this? And oh my goodness, how do I do that? And then you kind of figure it out, and you're like, hey, that's pretty cool. And then the next stage, it's something different. Yeah, and you go through the exact same cycle again. Oh my god, how do you do this? <laughs> oh yay! Mm-hmm. After like five hours, um, I've also been playing Call of Duty for the 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 retail, not the retail. I'm sorry, the the full Steam copy. Um, and a lot of what's been said about it, both on the good and bad sides, like apply here. Like, I mean, I, I can see what people were saying. Um, the Sh- Sean Elliott, f- formerly of GFW Magazine, his biggest criticism of the Call of Duty series was its scripted nature. Um, not that it was scripted, but how heavily scripted it was and how little they did to mask it. And then all the kind of like um, things that they did to force you into doing what they wanted you to do. Um, which I agree with, and it's kind of it, it kind of puts me off sometimes. Um, there, there, are sta- there, there are parts where they try to put you in battle situations where they want you to move forward and keep pressing on, keep pressing on. Mm-hmm. So how do they do that? Well, they have an infinitely spawning nest of enemies. Oh, yeah. That they just oh, keep yeah. coming and coming and coming. And the only way to move forward is to kill a couple of them enough so that you can move forward. And I can understand why they did it, but... I could have sworn that at one point I saw an enemy just pop out of thin air because I found its infinite spawn point. You probably did. And it's, and it's like, that's kind of embarrassing. 
it's kind of embarrassing, and it takes you... For, for those who like the immersion in games, it takes you out of, ex out of the experience. For those who are all about the design in games, well, you know that Infinite Spawn is, like, the bane of this, you know. It's like it's like a Ninja Gaiden it, it, mm -hmm. on the NES. If you scroll back a little bit mm -hmm. and that hawk comes back again, where did it come from? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just decided to come out of, you know, my ass because it doesn't like you. Mm -hmm. It's and, called and Hawk's Cousin. Hawk Ramirez. Hawk Ramirez. <laughs> Hawk jaws. That's what they Hawk jocks. But um, yeah, I I really I really think that a, a development studio like like Infinity Ward is so much better than that. Like they don't have to resort to that in order to do that type of, in order to get you to do what they want you to do. But I don't know. Otherwise, though, it's it's uh, the other the other type of things that kind of get my goat are like okay, I'm sneak. I was playing like a Russian stage. Uh, I'm the British SAS, and I'm I'm like touching down in somewhere with Russian terrorists or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to cross a creek, and I t look to the left. I get a little lost, so I'm just trying to find my squad again. And I'm crossing a creek, and I look to my left, and I look to my right, and the creek, you know, continues on in either direction. So I'm like, oh, let me follow the creek. I keep on following the creek, and I come up to, like, a single plank of wood. Just one plank of wood lying there, something that you could clear by stepping on it. You wouldn't, like, in real life, you wouldn't even have to jump mm -hmm. to clear it. And it's blocking me. I can't move past the plank of wood. So I jump, mm -hmm. and, like, it has an invisible wall. Uh -huh. So I can't jump over the plank of wood. And I'm like, who missed this? You know, why couldn't they, like, put a boulder there? At, at the very least, put a boulder mm -hmm. there. And that really is that, – that's just kind of like, you know, it, it feels lazy, which is which is worse because the the rest of the game is so pitch-perfect, like, excellent, like – the voice acting is incredible. The way that the weapons feel when you shoot them feel very varied and all punchy. They're very, very, uh, very snappy. Um, the whole this the the battle setups that work are set up really well. Um, it's it's just it's a welcome departure from the other Call of Duties, the World War Two games, and it's also just it, but it keeps that kind of excitement going mm -hmm. that that you that you found in the other games and. The fact that all that stuff is great, and then you come across a patch of assiness like that, it's just kind of <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, wait a second here. This is this is kind of you know incongruous. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. of course it's better than a shitty game, you know. But at the same time, it, it just it just it makes stuff like that stick out more, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is what bothers me. Um, but yeah, uh, all told, like regardless of that stuff, it's still like I could definitely see why everybody was in love with this game, even without having played the multiplayer. Like, the single player so far, aside from those idiot moves, is just that good. Um, I am looking forward to getting to the multiplayer, but I'm kind of scared because you go in and you get into a bunch of level 40 guys, and then they, like, slaughter you. Mm -hmm. So I am not looking forward to that. Uh, it's like an MMO, basically. Yeah. So how how newbie-friendly are MMOs? You could tell, tell the world that out. Well, if it's a PvP game, it's not. Because then all the high level people who are assholes will sit around and wait for you to walk around and then kill you. Um, <laughs> which in Call of Duty, you have no choice because that's the point of the game. Right, right. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go and help you gain some levels. Pap! And then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, I mean, one game that does does Call of Duty 4's scripting thing like much better and just it keeps you in the, in the action. And I'm only going to spend a little time on this because Tony has to go for uh, in a little bit. Um, is Half-Life 2, and specifically on Episode 1, like, just to just to kind of touch on the criticisms I had with Call of Duty 4, all the invisible walls that, um, that Call of Duty had um, are very, very, very well masked. 
basically, I mean, it's it's with it's all within the context of the game. There's a locked door, or there's a big ass pile of rubble that you can't even climb if you if you had like mm-hmm. a, a carabiner and like a fucking climbing partner. <laughs> like it's it's masked, so so it's like you can't go here because you can't go here, not because it's an invisible wall. And then there are infinitely spawning points, but they're more believable in the sense that like okay, there's there are ant lions crawling out of the ground and. They're everywhere, and of course they would come out of the ground if you're still if they can still smell you. It's like it's like a bunch of ants, you know. To us, uh, uh, sure there are a finite number of ants in that ant hill, but it looks like they're like a zillion, and they keep on coming. Right. So it makes more sense within the context of that universe. Um, and then you drop a car on, uh, on top of the hole, and they stop coming out. Uh, but <laughs> Half Life Episode One, uh, I have kind of mixed feelings on it with in comparison to the original Half Life Two. Um, there are some really annoying segments there. There's there's a section where it's all it's completely dark and and you have to deal with like your flashlight that keeps on running out of batteries and it's like this is what people hated about Doom Three. Why bring it back? Um, and then they're really exciting. Se- well, you know what? I can't even go into this because it's going to spoil everything that you go through in that game. So I'm I'm just going to say that I am trying to get through this as fast as possible to get to Half Life Episode Two. Because I heard that one is kind of the the best one out of all of them, um, and then to Portal. Because I kind of want to do with all the Half Lives before I get to Portal. Okay. Um, and then finally, I was playing a little bit of Full Spectrum Warrior, about an hour of it, and I got motion sick, so I stopped. Ah. Um, but I did like it when I played it on my friend's Xbox. So I was like, one day I'm gonna get this game, and then I got it for two bucks because of the Steam sale. <laughs> so, um, but we are going to move off of this, and we're we do have one news item. But because Tony has to go, we're going to jump directly into Digimatrix's topics. So uh, here's a little break. the name topic and we are talking about Digimatrix's topic I will read it again for you people who who do not remember what it is he asks will we ever see video games provide us with an emotional response the same as we have with films if so is it helped by leaps in technology and motion capture what department is more important graphics or animation and is striving to be near the uncanny valley which is mimicking humanistic body language and facial expressions. Is a step forward or a detriment for this medium? Do we have to acknowledge that video games are still a bunch of pixels and can never come close to the power of real humans in live-action films? Let me make one clarification that we've made before, but it was quite a while ago, so I don't know if anybody remembers. Um, striving to be near the uncanny valley, I think, is a, 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 mis, uh, a misuse of the term in that the uncanny valley is something that we strive to be past. The uncanny valley is where things look really real, but at the same time, like, there's something strange about their mannerisms or their animation or maybe just the skin tone or or the quality of the skin where it just looks uncanny. It's it's basically a graph. Uh, Tony, have you... You've heard the term, correct? Huh? You've heard the term (laughs) uncanny valley? Uh, I'm sorry, say that again? Oh, you're not listening. Forget it. No, no, I am, Uh, but uh, (laughs) Al just laughed and I missed that term. What was it? The uncanny valley? No, never heard the term. Okay, so it's basically if you look at a graph of, um, I guess I guess on one axis would be like the re- the advances in realism or technologies that make something look more realistic. Okay, 
versus how we how real they actually appear to us or how believe I'm sorry how believable it is. Mm-hmm. It, it it goes for an upward trend, but then when you get like the closer you get to more real technology, it kind of drops to the bottom before it kind of goes back up again. That drop is called the Uncanny Valley because things start to start to look so realistic that we expect it to be real. And so when it's like when it's just shy of realistic, uh-huh. like we can we notice the, the the strangeness even more. Okay. Like um, like when you see when you see faces that are modeled like very real, like photorealistically, but the eyes have this kind of blank stare. Uh-huh. Or the skin looks a little bit too porcelain, or you know what I mean. Like there, there, there's very slight, slight deficiencies with the rendering, and you're like, you know what? That looks really creepy, uh-huh. because it looks like a mannequin. It looks almost real, but it's not. Whereas if you're like way down the chart, like near the beginning, like you, you see a cartoon, it's more believable because it's not even, it doesn't even really look that realistic in the first place. So you're not expecting to see something that looks human. So your sensibilities aren't really attacked by this weird onslaught of like this looks really really real but he's moving like a robot oh my god i'm freaked out so that would be the example of say ready to rumble 2 on sega um not uh, what was it dreamcast okay of which it was called by the media which by the way they were totally irresponsible on this the most realistic boxing game they've ever seen no, no, not 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 like that. I think they were talking about that in the term in terms of the gameplay and like No, the, no, no. They the were talking about the, in the faces. They were talking about the facial expressions of the characters, how the mouths moved to the dialogue and stuff, how everything looked, you know, and, and especially when the the faces reacted to a hit. That's um, what they well, were talking I about. I wouldn't that I wouldn't qualify that as being like near the uncanny valley because it could still be realistic in terms of the lip syncing and the reactions. Well, it was realistic they, to them. That's my they, point. It was cartoonish to me. Well, right, but that's that's why I'm saying I, I think maybe there's a disconnect between what you're thinking and what they're saying. Okay, is that it's cartoonish, mm-hmm. but like the physics in the way that they react mm-hmm. are realistic in the sense that they make they kind of make sense. Like I've never actually played Ready to Rumble, so like mm-hmm. obviously if you punch somebody and their head like snaps back and hits the back of their spine that's not realistic (laughs) but like the physics of it or or at least the reactions that you'd expect out of a cartoony boxer is like realistic and and i I say that because it's like we watch cartoons and we know the the kind of wacky stuff that happens when someone gets punched in the face in the cartoon and so i guess what they were saying is that it's an accurate representation of what we're used to and what i'm talking about here is like when you compare a nearly realistic photograph Mm -hmm. of a, of of a person, a photograph that's taken like in game or something, and the actual photograph of the person, like if you like if you look at a basketball game, mm-hmm. and you see the representation of LeBron James on the court, like he looks he looks almost like his real life counterpart, but it's very eerie because there's slight imperfections in that model that make it seem like well I'm expecting to see LeBron James look realistic, <coughs> and he's got this very strange way of walking or his face looks kind of strange, and that. That looks kind of creepy because my eyes are expecting something real. I know what you're talking about. It's like Madden. Uh, which one is that? Oh, Madden 2001 seven. with the eyeballs. No, Madden 2005, maybe the first ones that came out for PS2. And Rob and I were making fun of the game because the quarterbacks were running around, or all the players were running around, and their eyes would be get bulging out. 
And we would always say, what's wrong with their faces? What's wrong with their faces? Because they would look right, but the, the eyes would just be like... Right, it just looked wrong. Ugh. Here, here, here's, the, here's a great... Um, this is from Wikipedia. The Uncanny Valley is a hypothesis that when robots and other facsimiles of humans, which, you know, would be in-game representations, look and act almost like actual humans, it causes a response of revulsion among human observers. The valley in question is a dip in the proposed graph of the positivity of human reaction as a function of a robot's lifelikeness. So the whole idea is that can we get past this area where things look so realistic but still are just missing that element of believer of, of believability that we, we react negatively. If something doesn't look that real, we're not really we're not really expecting to be fooled by it or to, or to think that it's real, and so we don't you know we, we don't mind when it doesn't behave realistic, right. which is why we don't freak out when we see cartoons. Yes, Mars. Um, but um, yeah. So just to clarify that, I think the question is is asking like, um, is striving to pass that. Uh, the step forward, mm-hmm. or is it a detriment for the medium? Uh, I'd like to answer the first question. Yeah, uh, it w- which is what we yeah. have a game that will cause an emotional response, or you know, um, ha- haven't we played games that do cause an emotional response? I've, I've no, I um, have. The co- well, the question is, will we ever see one that provides us with an emotional response the same level that we have with films? Because some Absolutely. people still have an experience. Have have not experienced that. Yet. Oh, okay. Um, Whereas I think you have, and I I think I have too. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I, I that's that's my that's my thing. I have. Um, will we ever see another one? I mean, like, uh, is he like saying we're jaded that we can't respond the same to a video game? No, or... not j- not jaded, but it's extremely difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So, what is that game that you've played that gives you that emotional response? <laughs> do I have to mention it? Final Fantasy yeah. VII. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, what a shock. Uh, especially Ugh. when Eris died. Ugh. You know, yeah. so, um, you know. I don't understand. I must be, like, the only person who felt absolutely nothing when I said it. I was like, oh. No, next. you're not. I am I also felt nothing. Well, okay, not not good. only that, when Eris it's because there was a whole aesthetic effect to that as well. I took in the music that was happening at the time. Um, for instance, like, I, I actually... You get chills when I hear the beginning music of Final Fantasy VII. I haven't played it in years, and I know if I hear that music, it's just going to bring a, just like a whole plethora of emotions, like yeah, right at I me. I actually do too. I actually do too, just because I, I do like the music a lot. I like the composer anyway, so like, yeah. I like all his music. But keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. So like, it um, it, it brings it, it brings that out of me, and so um, mm-hmm. the music at the time she's dying, and the whole instance of how. You know how she was and stuff like that. Like I, you know, it's not that like she was like the deepest character ever, but she wasn't shallow. You know, I I actually got interested in her and you know what could what, who could she be and stuff and what does she represent right. to this uh to this journey and stuff. And when you know Sephiroth killed her, I you know I kind of feel this like this emotion, especially with the music. The music is like the most beautiful but sad fucking music i've ever like i've ever heard at that time like okay let's just put it this way in real life i'm not going to see anybody die to this music right but in, <laughs> but in the video game um she died to this music and it just brings out all these feelings and, and emotions and i'm like oh wow my god right. you know what i'm L- saying let me can i clarify something about myself like when i say i felt nothing uh-huh. uh it's not that i couldn't uh-huh. it's just that like I'm 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 sitting I'm sitting there playing this Final Fantasy game, right? And then like what annoys me about it is just like the 
it, it kind of felt pretentious to me the entire game. I, I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but it felt pretentious. It's nowhere near the top of my list okay. in terms of Final Fantasies, not even of all time, just nowhere near the top of my list of Final Fantasies. So I'm playing this, I'm like, I'm enjoying this, but now I'm, I'm sitting through these cutscenes and I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of getting tired of it. Uh-huh. And so I'm taken out of what they want me to believe in because I don't, I'm not a huge, as I've said many times, <laughs> I'm not a huge cutscene guy. That's funny, and yet you like right? 10. So like, <laughs> right, because it has, it has the gameplay to back it up. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> it does. I mean, you, you can hate on it as much as you want, but we know you don't like really tactical stuff, so that's, uh, that it, is it's a different taste. shit, and you know it. Yeah, that you is... said you don't like Final Fantasy Tactics, which is completely No, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't you said like, that. Yeah, I don't like Final Fantasy Tactics only because I, di- I didn't get into it the way I would, say, um, Dark Wizard or, say, um, you know, uh, Empire Earth. Okay, you know I like tactic games. It just didn't grab me. The... Empire Earth isn't all that tactical. It's more. It's more overall strategy. But any, there's a difference there. But anyway, um, all right. I can, we're, and... we're gonna, we'll just agree to disagree on that. That's it. No, there, there's a difference between strategy and tactics. You look it up. But um, <laughs> I'm ser- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to pull your chain here. It's, I'm serious. Uh-huh. Like they they they're fucking obsessive people who actually separate the genres. Like they're like oh. Supreme Commander is not a real-time strategy game. It's a real-time ta- or whatever the other game that is out there. But anyway, like I, I I'm not a fan of the cutscenes, and the, I, I think also the difference between the ten cutscenes and the the seven cutscenes is that, like, the ten ones at the very least kind of age all right, whereas the seven ones like they don't have any wrists. Yeah. They don't have any hands. It looks like shit. Well, it looks grainy. Also, it doesn't have and voices. The, the music. I mean, like, first it, of does, all... it doesn't have voices. And so, so anyway, like, like those, I'm sitting through those cutscenes, and I'm like, waiting to be able to play. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, can I play the kind of like, oh shit, she died. Oh shit, that kind of sucks. That's about <laughs> all I really felt. You know, because it's like, it's like I'm, I'm not, I wasn't really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing about ten, which maybe I'll end up hating it, is that I haven't come across. An overly long cutscene that that like is is so long that I want to actually skip it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't come across that yet. Uh-huh. See the so, see the beginning scene three times uh, and get back to me. <laughs> no, that was stupid, right? But that happened in the beginning, and then I had a whole swath of gameplay mm-hmm. that that I enjoyed. Okay. So I mean, again, maybe I'll hate it in about two hours if there are more cutscenes later. But I haven't gotten to that yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, but. So you were saying Final Fantasy VII? No, is a no, game. I'm what just about... saying. I'm just saying in general. I have come across many games that garnered a, an emotional well, what other, response. What other? What other titles? Uh, well, actually, um, I, I, okay. Let's just put it this way: Have you ever felt good about clearing a game? Like what, once you beat it, and well, you get... no, I want to know what other games have you played that has have has elicited that response? That's what I'm getting to. Okay, you played a game that you've passed. And you get this feeling every time. I, but what you know, game is that? <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. It's like He's it's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. But like, um, you know, I've seen plenty of movies where it doesn't give me the same reaction or emotional feeling or sense of gratification uh, as gratis gratification. That works. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah, Hope caught me on that too. <laughs> well, I-, I could see where you're going with this, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, but I, the reason why I'm just kind of pressing here is because the way I'm reading his question, uh-huh. just to take it literally, is well, he's asking if we're going to see a game provide us with the emotional response that movies give us, not something that's different or, yes, I do get now, an emotional now, response, do- and it's stronger, but in a different way. I'm saying you watch a movie, right. like one of the most poignant movies that you've ever seen, 
is a certain type of response, and he's asking, I guess, are we going to get that from a game, not through the gameplay, but through its aesthetics? Mm-hmm. Like, right. not Mario Brothers, because, I mean, and, we're not moved by Mario Brothers' aesthetics, we're moved by its gameplay and, like, the accomplishments, like you said, which is perfectly valid, but to his question, well, do we get that same type of emotional response that we do get in movies I have one. Well, let's just put it this way. I haven't but played let, a game. Let Tony go because he has to go. I haven't. So, but I haven't keep played, that in check out. I'm sorry. I mean, I haven't played a bar. game that made me feel like uh, Titanic. Have you seen Titanic? Okay. Yep. Okay. Um. No. Okay. Not not Final Fantasy seven. <laughs> Doesn't compare. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. And I think that's what he's asking. Okay. That's what I'm. Oh. Okay. If that's what he's asking, then no. And will we see one? Um. I don't know. I mean, like, it's a totally different feeling. Like, you know, this movie had you immersed because, you know, it, it's a fictional story of a real mm-hmm. event, okay? But it's it's told very well. It really is. Can we see a game that's done like that? I think it needs more time. And most most of the times these games are just put out because they're on a deadline. I, I don't know. What's yeah, your feeling on uh, that? Uh, I will submit Half-Life 2. It's done. It's been done. You feel and that I've way? I've experienced it, and it's Half-Life 2. Really? Okay. Uh, if we're talking about, let's say, we're talking about the intensity of, of Saving Private Ryan or um, or Black Hawk Down, mm-hmm. I think that Call of Duty 4 would be close. Okay. The only, prob- the only problem with Call of Duty 4 is the fact that you get infinite spawn points, and it brings you back into the game. Okay. Um, but otherwise, that that's like, you fix that, and you've basically, because it's, it's even more poignant because you're in the fight. Mm-hmm. And you're the one who's like, who's who's ducking from cover to cover and, and getting every last kind of kind of chance to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the the whole thing about all these war movies is you know the experience that the whizzing of bullets past you and surround sound and like the chaos that's going around on the screen that you're seeing and like people dying left and right and, and gruesome tragedies and and all this stuff. And in Call of Duty, you get all of that that same type of feeling because of you know Call of Duty Four takes advantage of a new engine and new hardware. Um, and and now you're actually the one who's in danger of getting capped. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only besides the whole scripting thing, the only obstacle I see to that is the fact that it does have to be a game, and you can die, and because you can die, then you start over again, and that kind of takes you out of that thing. But like for me personally, it doesn't really affect me in that way. It, it like I still get that kind of rush that I do from seeing Black Hawk Down, mm-hmm. for example. Okay, maybe that's not as strong a point, but like. Will we see a game have give us like the same response as like the hours? I th- yeah, I certainly think so. I just think that we don't. That he asks is striving to to overcome the uncanny valley the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. I don't think once we get there, no. But because we're trying so hard and we still keep on bumping into that valley, mm-hmm. that does take it out of it a little bit. Like if we take it that down a notch and try to do like something on a Pixar level, perfect. That would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Because we're not expecting huge, hugely believable reality, right? But we're still getting the same type of animations and 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 emotions, uh, not our emotions, but the emotions that are displayed on the screen, and that that kind of ex- expected disconnect that doesn't bother us. Mm-hmm. But Al had a game that he says he felt uh, was gave that kind of response. What is it? Um, like all Atari games, like we were just talking about Silent Hill, and Silent Hill pretty much gives you that emotional response that, oh my god, shit is like really freaking scary. Mm-hmm. Like a horror flick would. Mm-hmm. A monster movie, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you've got things like you know Resident Evil the remakes for GameCube. Right. Um, they did a very good job of providing that emotional response of, oh shit, I really don't want to go into that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just same kind of response where if you're watching a movie and you're telling the movie, don't go in that room, don't go in that room. <laughs> that's and... the only thing that's missing. That that big black woman. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't yeah, go well, in see, there. Then Don't go in there. Half the time, if you had if you had that big black woman, if she was in the movie, <laughs> then half of these horror movies wouldn't exist in the first place because it'd be like, oh hell no, I'm not going in there. Credits roll. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> roll credits. But, that's it. It's over. Um, but like, I don't know if you guys um had the same kind of response that I did, but I'm, I'm kind of different in particular sensitive when it comes to horror genre and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um for example the original playstation version of resident evil yeah um when you see that first zombie that's eating the guy and then he turns his head you Mm -hmm. know that's the very first cut scene Mm -hmm. that's in that game uh that produced the same the exact same kind of emotional response that i would if i was watching like you know a modern zombie movie Okay, and first of all, that, that does it very well. Although, you know, that's just a 10-second cutscene. Uh-huh. And then you see it in the GameCube version reproduced and it does it even it looks even, even better. better. And I think that, you know, it, with as technology moves along, right. uh the, the ability to produce things that the directors have already produced on film mm-hmm. is going to be even easier and it's probably going to pre- I mean, I don't know if that will produce a, an uncanny, uncanny valley response uh-huh. because of how unreal it looks and how right. real it looks at the same time. Because, like, there's this one scene, um, I think it's from Day to Dead or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's all these zombies ripping this guy apart and they're eating off of him. Uh, that scene really freaks me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And That could be any of the to, Dead series, you know, Dawn of the Dead, yeah. Day of Dead, Night of the Living Dead, you know, any of them. Exactly. Uh, well, they didn't have a scene like that in the original, the original Black and White Night of Living Dead. Uh, well, they 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 didn't show as much gore, but they did show exactly. body parts flying around and stuff, and you know right. they didn't show them ripping into the bodies per se. But you brought up a good part uh, point that I want to bring up. You uh, how you said that the original Resident Evil, how it got this uh, you know shock reaction, and how the one for the GameCube just like up that um, mm-hmm. on the original um, on the original. The dog jumping out of the window was the first thing that scared the fuck out of me. I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't play the game from that point on, okay, until it was like sunlight. That's how bad it was, okay? <laughs> and, you know, and when they made the, the new one for the GameCube, uh, it only enhanced it more, only because, like, the lighting on the GameCube and the graphics, oh, my God. Everything you know what also looked- did it? Holy fucking the, shit. Yeah, sorry. The voice what also did it was that they delayed it. <laughs> so yes. when you expected it, it yes. didn't happen. Yes. And you're like, oh, they must have taken... Yeah. Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so the only reason why I brought this up is because as far as movies are concerned, if you look at the original Dawn of the Dead as compared, uh, compared to the remake of Dawn of the Dead, uh, it does, does not compare. Uh, it doesn't have the same shock value or the same scare value. Dawn of the Dead, the original, and it's not because I grew up in like 1952, okay, and I'm just used <laughs> to old movies. No, it's not like that at all. The original movie was just more 
gory and shocking than the remake. And the remake was like kind of like it had bad acting and like all these stupid characters that you don't even fucking care about, you know. So it's like um, I I compare that with like the remake of Resident Evil, and the remake was awesome. It was fucking mm-hmm. awesome. That most remakes of movies are not. I think it might be because of value of acting and production or mm-hmm. acting versus production with movies mm-hmm. as compared to games because it seems like things are maybe on a reverse. You know mm-hmm. how, for example, the PlayStation version of Resident Evil had piss poor dialogue. Oh. You, the master of <laughs> unlocking, might make better use of this than I do. Yeah. You so, just, you almost become you a Jill sandwich. A sandwich. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. So because of things like that, and, you know, certain things like you spoonie bar and all that stuff. I mean, that's basically from translation and mm-hmm. laziness because they just, well, spoonie bar wasn't laziness. Spoonie bar was because of space. But um, things like the, the translation of the text and the recording and the dialogue for PlayStation Resident right. Evil right. is just like lazy. But then as time goes on, they make it better with the GameCube remake. I think with movies, it's kind of backwards. They put a lot more value into the acting and the dialogue and things like that. And then when they remake the movie, they just want to make it gory and, Mm -hmm. you know, just Mm want to shock you more. And they don't care about interactions between characters and emotional value of the character development so that when they actually do die, you actually feel something. Right, right, right. Um, Like, for example, I I didn't see the remake and I live in dead. I don't know if I plan to, but... um, It wasn't that bad. I, I felt an emotional attachment to the black guy in Night of the Living Dead, the original. Right. And I was upset at the end of the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And the next and... one's with Tony Taunt, uh, Candyman. Oh, what? Yeah, the the remake was with uh, the guy who played Candyman. Oh, okay. Todd. Yeah. Wait a minute. I, I think I kind of saw some of it, mm-hmm. but and he it, it didn't play out the same way, basically. He turned into a zombie at the end, right? I don't remember. I, really I think so, because I remember seeing it at work, because they run it back and forth, whatever, and I was like, hey, wait a minute, that's like the black guy from the original. Not <laughs> the actual character, but the, the, the character from the movie, sort of. Wait, does he like, get shot he at get... the end? In in the original, he gets shot by no, the No, 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 I totally people. understand. Yeah, uh, but Tony Todd, in this version, does he get shot at the end? Um, I think he is shot in the end. I don't. I don't remember seeing it. I remember seeing him as a zombie. And I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit, it's a twist." But, I think no. Um, I think they made that because they didn't want no racial hatred. <laughs> yeah, I was. That's part of the reason why I was pissed off. I was like, "That is so racist." <laughs> the black guy was that first in the movie. Let's let's kind of let's kind of try to circle back and actually answer his question. Um, there there are two more. Parts that there are multiple parts of this, but I, I think equally are, are, are as important to answering this, this question. Um, mm. he's, he, he goes on to ask if if getting to that emotional response is helped by advancing technology and motion capture. What's more important, the graphic quality, graphical quality, or animation quality? Um, the whole uncanny valley thing. And Tony, I know you need to go, so I wanted to get to this so you, you could give your thoughts on this. Uh, well, you know me and graphics. I love graphics, but. You know, the animation got has to go in turn with the graphics. Like, I don't want to see a box-headed, you know, person moving around <laughs> trying to be human and shit like that, you know? Right, that, that's, that, I mean, that's pushing it, though. We're not going to see box-headed people. I mean, Well, I mean, we have what's, in it, the beginning of the, you know, of the things, like in, in Nintendo right, 64. Right, but that's because, yeah. that's, that's because we were, we were 
learning. Right, exactly. I'm talking about now, like, as we move forward. You know, um, I don't think anybody... It's the same with, like, you know, uh, people outside of games. They can't recognize games as a true medium because it, it's just too cartoony and graphic-y. Like, and, and the, you know, Wii Sports doesn't help. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it's like, can they see something that looks real? I mean, not just animated characters with, you know, uh, computer graphics, animating their mouths and stuff like that. And some of the, you know, listen, we, we progressed a long way, okay? The animation on the facial expressions and everything has come along great. But the whole thing is it still looks fake, okay? And that's the uncanny valley that you're talking about, okay? Because I notice it too. I mean, like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I'm not repulsed by it or revulsed. Um, I'm just looking at it and I'm saying, this is not real, okay? They could do better. So what's, do you, what do you think is the first thing that they need to work on? If, you know, give, given, given have, being forced to choose between either the graphical quality of something from where it stands now to where it needs to be versus the quality of the animation. You know what? Honestly, I think what they need to do now is just instead of having computer uh, animation of people, just do... Um, just I'm acting it out like Mortal Kombat, but make it better. Oh no! <laughs> Seriously, well, no. seriously, that is the no. only way it's going to look, you know, that... absolutely real. Okay. You mean digitize? That's kind of a step backwards. Uh, well, yeah, that's, a, that's twenty steps backwards. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, you're you're talking about not like really digitizing them, but just recording them doing, you know, stuff and recording it in fluid animation. We're not talking about like tick animation here. We're talking, um, uh, you know, talking twenty four frames a second, like as in a movie. You know, that's the only way it's going to look real. Okay, and they have to somehow program a game to go along with these, you know, gestures and you know, and you know, what whatever they're doing on screen. It That's... sounds like you're talking about motion capture, but you're actually talking about using the images of real people as opposed to 3D models. That's what we were talking about digitizing. Okay, I'm sorry. Is Can that you... what you're? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, Are you no. talking about? First of all, my we need to is... have images of. Uh, I know you. You, you got to yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's bugging me. I wanted sorry. to get a clarification <laughs> on this one at least. Yeah, sure. Um, were you talking about having the actual images of people like the original Mortal Kombat? Or no, 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 about, no, 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 no. You want their movements no, no. to be more realistic. Yeah, the movements to be more realistic, but they also have to be photorealistic. Now, would you think, just as a quick question, that Final Fantasy Spirits Within was photorealistic movement? Um, what are you talking about, the game or the movie? N no, Final <laughs> Fantasy Spirits Within is a movie. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> 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 yeah, duh, I seen, I seen this movie, and I think their facial expressions were very... Very good, okay? Very good. And a body but, animation? But, you know, but the whole thing is, yeah, the animation was great too, but you know, it just didn't look real. The movements on some parts did not look real, you know, and that's the whole thing. And I think, in general, the only, re uh, the only way we can progress, pass, and make it seem more real is to, you know, use live shit. That's it. Uh, let me ask, did you see Ratatouille? Yes. Now... The movement, I, I will say, I will agree with you that, like, with animated movies, like, the, the movements aren't necessarily entirely realistic, mm -hmm. and we're talking about talking rats who walk on their hind yeah, legs. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. But, but that doesn't dampen, and I'm echoing on somebody's microphone. Probably mine. But that doesn't dampen the emotional 
response that we get from the characters in that movie because we're we understand what kind of environment we're getting into with Ratatouille. We understand it's an animated movie, and therefore, when the movements are exaggerated or whatever, they're meant to be exaggerated in order to elicit a certain response. And so, I don't necessarily think that realistic movement, as in a, a motion a person would make down to the T, has to be there. Rather... I think a, a motion that is realistic but, within the bounds of yeah, reality. Yeah, that's that's okay. that's a different thing, though. You're, you're you're talking about something that we're going in knowing it's a cartoon, and we're talking about something that we're going in wanting it to feel as real as possible. Uh, you know, maybe I'm misinterpreting the uh, the question, okay? But if I wanted to play a game that was as real it's, as well, possible, I mean, like uh, you know. Uh, but this isn't about as real as possible. This is about what gets the most the the most poignant emotional response that we would also get from a film. And the reason why I'm including Ratatouille is that, bear in mind, Ratatouille is also a film, and it also elicits emotional emotional response without without being com- entirely realistic. So, it's, and, belie- it's believable within its right, context, and, but it's not like because a rat doesn't walk on his hind's legs. No, I, t- legs, I totally you know, understand. But understand the point that. I'm getting into is that people go into see Ratatouille as a cartoon, as a animated film. People want to go into a you know video game without feeling like it's a game. Okay, and I think that, you know, like the casual players will do that. You know, they will go, oh, let's, you know, let's just play Wii Sports. And right, go, but does that necess- right, but does that necess- necessitate photorealism? Because Ratatouille doesn't necessitate, well, necessitate photorealism. And if you want like eli- to, eli- the, 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 the point I'm making is you want to elicit the same response as to, you know, I'm seeing something that's, you know, like not fake, you know, it's as real as possible. That's what I'm going at. But okay. that doesn't come out in this question. Oh, th- well, then I misinterpreted the question. We're talk- right, that's what I was trying to say like two minutes ago. We st- we're talking about films in general. Uh-huh. Any, any type of film, if it's well done, whether it be animated or, or, or realistic, they will elicit a strong emotional response in us because it's not necessarily about the realism but about the performances, right. about like, how well the story is conveyed. And the whether it's done cartoony or realistic, um, it's like it's all about how well it's done. And I think the question, yeah, here but it is, first comes from your you, expectation of that. I mean, like you're expecting to see an animated movie. If you go in to see Ratatouille, expecting it to be like a you know a, a horror movie or like a, a, a <laughs> realistic movie, you're gonna be disappointed. Ah, and that, <laughs> exactly, and that and that's the whole thing that I, you know that I was trying to get. Most of the people when they get into video games, they will say it's a video game. And to, in order to make it like more realistic, that's my that's my only suggestion. But that's what I'm saying. I, I can't I can't really see where you're going with that because it's like you go into a video game and it in itself should be able to provide us with some type of response. And his question is: Do we is that res, is that emotional response that 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 the tie-in that we have with the characters in the game or what's going on in the environment of the game, will we ever, you know, get as attached to these people as we have with films? And I think that doesn't rely on expectations of reality, but moreover the quality at which it's executed, mm-hmm. whether it be realistic, lifelike, or cartoony. Because you look at something like The Wind Waker, Zelda, Zelda The Wind Waker, well, the, he sorry. intentionally went with that style because it was we were able to see more emotion in Link's face because of the exaggerated nature uh-huh. than we would with um like the the realistic link in uh in in uh in Twilight Princess which 
later didn't become an issue because they used the same engine, and so we could see the emotions in the face. But it's it's not a the question doesn't you know mention real. Well, I reality. thought the question was what department is more important, graphics or animation? In terms of helping us. Co- in, in terms of helping us reconcile with that emotional response that we're looking for in films. And that's why I brought up Ratatouille because, like, yeah, of course we expect, expect it to be cartoony, but that doesn't dampen the level of, you know, of, of emotional ties that we have with the, with the poignant characters in the movie or any other anime. Hey, what if you think it was a video game? I mean, like, that's the whole thing. Most people that go... Would it? Yeah, absolutely. There's plenty I, of people I, I, that I've went to the movies with that were like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's computer animated. I don't want to see that shit. Okay, and they go into it and they see a good movie, like for instance, Finding Nemo. Okay, and they go they go and see in this movie, and they were like, yeah, yeah, it could have been a good story, except it was like a video game. You know, it's but is it? I mean, is that is that really on the head of the animated film as much as it is just some guy, people who aren't open minded enough to accept that a film doesn't have to be real? That's what I'm getting at. I'm getting at that most people who are not hardcore gamers, they would get more real interaction if it wasn't, and you know, and this is the honest truth. It, the, the less graphical it gets, the better. I mean, like, um, you know, the less computer animated it gets and stuff like that. They don't, you know, most people, if they want to acknowledge video games as, uh, you know, something, they want to play a movie. They don't want to well, play well then, a game. Okay, so then, so if you're if you're gonna bring that into the discussion, then let's let's consider where this question is coming from and who it's aimed at. Uh-huh. Because you do bring a good point that yeah, people like some people don't give a shit about watching something animated, mm-hmm. but then, um, like. Do we really give a shit about them? No, like, we don't. Question... <laughs> right. And so the question, and so again, no, you're, but going it... <laughs> around, you're going around and enveloping them into this discussion where it, the question is really aimed at the people who care about the medium and want to see, are we, you, me, Al, are we going to get that same emotional response? Because we understand what we're getting into here. Uh-huh. But we still, but some, for some of us who, who play games, still don't feel like they've gotten to that level yet. Uh-huh. So the question is, is, you know, within this scope, I mean, people who don't, who aren't ever going to to believe in it because they're not open minded enough, or just because they don't have the experience with it, or just because like they're they're never going to. Right. But there's some people who, you know, who who start to come around to it. Uh-huh. You know, there, there's some people who are open minded enough that you know at some point they do think that if they come in and sit us sit down and watch us playing a game one day, they're gonna be like, huh. This is really freaking interesting, right? You know, so let instead of just being cynical and talking about the people who who won't give a shit because we know they won't give a shit. That's kind of like an outlier to the argument. That's an outlier to the question. It doesn't really relate. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Um, let me just answer this quickly because I really have to go. Um, what department is more? Twenty-six minutes past twelve thirty. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what what department is more important, graphics or animation? Um, I don't think either one is. It's singled out in my mind because I want to see both. Okay, if the graphics are great and the animation sucks, you got a suck ass game. If the animation is great but the graphics suck. You got a suck ass game in my department. That's just my department. Okay. Um, I I I think both are important. Okay, and they both have to be up with the times. If I see a game on Xbox that has great animation but poor graphics, you know, not unless it's intentional, like they want to put vector graphics on the thing. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, fine. You know what I'm saying? Just let me know. Okay. But the thing is, if they put like poor ass fucking graphics on great animation, I'm not taking the game. Plain and simple. And with that, uh, I gotta go. Wait, wait, before you go, I gotta get Al's response so that you can hear it. Okay. Al, what do you think? What? Why? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm curious, and I thought, I thought maybe you could 
you know, just give your opinion. Oh, well, my opinion is that they go hand in hand as well. Uh, I mean, you can have really great graphics, but if the animation is stiff, it doesn't look human. Mm -hmm. And if you can have really great animation on a stick figure, like we've seen, but they don't look human because they're stick figures. Um, they, They really go hand in hand. It's not like, you know, one over the other. I mean, I can understand if you said graphics and music. Or graphics and right, 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 right. not not even graphics, but like animation or resolution. Because I guess you can have a, a low definition game, like well, not low definition, but like a 480p type of game that has really great animation, and it'll still look as good. But then you have something with more crisp graphics, not crisp. like better graphics, but more crisp because there's more pixels being drawn into it, and there's right. less of um you know, less of edge definition. Mm. Um, yeah, that would look better, but I think that the job could still be done on both sides. Okay. So graphics and animation, they're hand-in-hand. Okay. In 60 seconds, I think it's animation because... I actually will distinguish between the two, and I think it's animation because when I see something, what what really gets me attached to, to, to something is its behavior, not its appearance. And behavior is more, uh, more effectively conveyed by movements, and not just by like you know what the face looks like. Right. And so you could give me a stick figure cartoon or animation, <clears throat> excuse me, a stick figure thing, and if it's animated like such su- to such precise motions, the fact that it's a stick figure doesn't impede from the amount of attachment I have with the character because it behaves real. It doesn't look real, but it behaves real, and that's that's what I think is more important. Anyway, uh, that yay, gotta go. Okay. <laughs> That was Tony, everybody. Uh, Everybody, take care. Goodbye. Happy New Year. Okay, he's gone. Dude, that Tony's such an ass. Yeah, man, I fucking hate that guy. He's such a dick face. Yeah, he likes to lick spermies. Yeah. Tony. Oh, he's gone. Ah, (laughs) no, he's really gone. (laughs) Um. Okay, so let's see. Is striving to be near the Uncanny Valley or, or jumping at it? Yes. Is it a detriment or is it the step forward? Um, <laughs> well, technically, anything that would be past the Uncanny Valley would be a step right. forward. Right, right. So, yeah, striving to be past the Uncanny Valley is certainly a step forward uh, in terms of the audience. It would be a step forward for the audience. And I think that depending on how hard it is, it could be a detriment to developers because that would extend uh, development times, it would increase development Uh costs, and then in the end, it might actually increase the cost of the product to the consumer as, uh, you know, people like to throw money onto a game because it's current generation. Right. Uh, I think that... I feel like the uh, it, it's it's strange. I think that the the progress towards getting past the valley is necessary, but I think we should be for, for the sake of, of of jumping from what we're we're at now to like real to to um to re- realistic. And when I say realistic, I don't mean in the sense that it has to be photorealistic, but in, in, in believable uh-huh. believable behavior. I should I should start saying believable instead of realistic. I think that's where we got caught up before. Yeah. Believable believable mannerisms, and that's why I was talking about the animation. Believable mannerisms. Um, I think that in that line of progress, we should kind of be they as they work on it, 
we should kind of be cut off by the, from their progress until they get to the point where we've surpassed that. Okay. And then, and you know what I mean? Because then, then we don't have to sit through the whole, like, wow, okay, we're, we're sitting through a whole bunch of games that really just kind of make us feel weird. True. Um, because, you know, it, it, could, it could get to this point where it's like, where it's like the progress is necessary, but the fruits of that labor may set the medium back bef- uh, far too far before it can recover again when it actually becomes reality. Um, I mean, when the progress becomes reality. So maybe we get cut off from it, but I do think that um, for, for people who, who enjoy uh, a more lifelike take on their games... Mm-hmm. will definitely will definitely benefit from trying to surpass the uncanny valley but for people who who get the emotional response from the behaviors and the and the mannerisms and less the less the photorealistic appearance um i think we're at a a pretty good spot right now um if we look at things like viva piñata or banjo kazooie they're really uh, nuts and bolts they they're at this point where it looks it's in in terms of appearance, mm-hmm. it looks solid. Like there are no odd angles, there are no seams. It's very crisp. It's very. It's not realistic, but it's 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 uh it's it's pristine. Yeah, it, it really moves properly. Right. It, it moves it, in a way feels, that we like. Right, and it, it feels right. And so I think in in the animated sense, we're in a good spot. We're 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 probably. Um, if if advancements stop today, for those who don't necessarily need lifelike representations, we're at a good spot. For anybody who's played Metal Gear Solid 4, I heard that's one of the most uh, intricately detailed, pristine, prime-looking games. So, um, but even then, it doesn't look Snake Snake's face doesn't look photorealistic. It looks it looks realistic within the context of the game because you, you look at you look at like Meryl and Snake and all those people mm-hmm. like they all have very smooth porcelain well not Snake because he's old uh, <laughs> but they all have like really smooth porcelain skin and it's like but it doesn't it's necessarily all look all that right but it doesn't look unbelievable because they're not going for photorealism mm-hmm. so when you look at it you're not kind of you're not kind of freaked out um, with Half-Life 2 how much of Half-Life 2 have you played? Zero. Zero. I'm when still playing the original Half-Life. Oh, right, right. When you look at the faces in Half-Life 2, there's this really remarkable sense of of nothingness. And by that, I mean that I look at the face, and I'm looking at them talk. I'm looking at them emote, and I'm just sitting there watching it. Mm-hmm. And you don't really feel a connection. No, 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 that's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't feel any disconnect. I don't feel anything unusual. I don't Oh, feel it feels natural. Right. right. So the so it's kind of like there's no like uh, you I should have used natural. I'm sorry. Not nothing, but it's like it takes me a while. Well, the first time I played it, it took me a while to realize that wait a second. This is, you know, this is not a real face. This is not <laughs> a real This is not a real person. You know, the way that Alex raises her eyebrows, nods her head, uh, or, or or tilts her head mm-hmm. uh, the way that uh, that Doctor Kleiner's eyebrows just kind of pop up when he sees the head crab like jumping around his lab, um, like those are also not photorealistic, but they're so precise in the way that they represent the human the human facial movements that it almost kind of the the cartooniness of it all just kind of drops away 
and you're left with this kind of sensation of, I am listening to a person talk to me. Not a voice-acted avatar, but a person. They all act differently, but mm-hmm. believably, they all, like, eyebrows, nose, mouth, the wrinkles, um, uh, eyes, everything just kind of is in sync with each other. So the thing that, the the only thing that, that takes away from that is the fact that, like, yeah, you walk up to a rock and the texture is kind of blurry. Mm-hmm. Or you look at the environment, and some of it's a little bit angular because this, you know, geometrically the engine maybe isn't as advanced as the Doom Three engine. But like, you know, color. Oh, the colors also have a lot to do with it. The faces, the skin looks like skin. It doesn't look like porcelain. It doesn't look like plastic. Hmm. So when you when you look at it, it's like, like even even Crisis, which is the best looking game I've seen to date. Even the Crisis characters still have that little bit of shiny porcelain nest to their skin. Or at least, the, at least the Koreans do. <laughs> yeah, the Koreans the Korean kind of look. Do. They they look a little rubbery. Right, they look a little rubbery. So when you, you know, you compare that with with what you see in Half Life, it's all, like for as much better looking as Crisis is over Half Life, Half Life actually has that connection. And that's why when Tony was like, you know what, you know, Titanic, I've never seen an res- emotional response like that. Like I actually get that with the interactions in the characters in Half Life because they feel like. They they feel like people that I could know. Okay. And it's it's you know it, and all of it comes down to like the first time I saw Alex kind of like tilt her head towards me and like raise an eyebrow and give this kind of like snarky face. Mm-hmm. I'm like I've never seen that before. <laughs> I've never seen that before, or at least I've never seen it as well done. So it, it's just it, like I invite you to at least just play the first ten minutes to see the acting and just see what I'm talking about. And the see original Half Life too. Half or, Life Two, yeah. Okay. Uh, you could you could go to Episode One and Two, but you'd be kind of spoiling some of the story. So. Uh, yeah, I got Half Life um, Two installed, so I'll check it out. Yeah, so just 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 play through the first couple of uh, not the G Man because it 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 opens with a with the G Man like talking to you, and he's he talks like disjointed and really has a oh. weird way of, and so that you know ignore that. Okay. But like, I mean, and and see if maybe I'm just crazy, or if if I if I if there's something to because I really feel that it's there. But I can under like maybe I'm just kind of apeshit insane about this game, and so maybe I'm like overlooking its flaws. I don't know. I just I just feel though that that's you know they follow that. You've got it. You've got it. Now you don't have to make it look more photorealistic. Mm-hmm. You can if you want to, but if you if if you keep the facial photorealism or cartoonism or whatever at that quality, as long as you keep up with the expressions and the and the voice act, the, the voice acting is great too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually hugely important. Um, as Resident Evil will tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, do we have to acknowledge that video games are still a bunch of computer pixels and can never come close to the power of real humans in live-action films? Uh, so this this part is specifically talking about the real humans. Um, yeah, I, I think that um, at this point in reality, we have to. You can't really try and make games more realistic than they are. I mean, a game is basically a routine of code that produces right. images on the screen. 3D modeling and 3D graphics are basically just a perception of light and dimension on a flat surface. Um, which is weird. I mean, maybe if we get into an era where things are like truly 3D, like on a three-dimensional surface such as uh, you know, a three-dimensional space, I should say, like mm-hmm. air, a holographic type of thing, 3D cube type of thing, 
and they're actually movement with reality and as opposed to just like green <laughs> as uh, our holograms are right now um I think that at that point we may be able to move into a pseudo realism because these objects could technically be walking around in our room although we cannot physically interact with them mm. they could be walking around in our room mm-hmm. um and and as far as video games are concerned they're they're just they're video games i mean even with films films are not set in reality and they're not they're they're not meant to be unless they're i guess unless they're a depiction of true stories they're not meant to be real so, like, you could say, do we have to acknowledge that films are just a bunch of stories and can never come close to the power of reality? You know, because you can always say, oh, well, yeah, this is a movie. It's not like it's really happening now. You have, like, movies with massacres and stuff like that, and people aren't really going to be scared. Oh, my God, I'm going to step outside this movie there. I'm going to get killed. Let's you know take I mean? it. Yeah, let's take it in a different angle from the the killing and the, uh, the that type of stuff and 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 true stories versus fictional stories and and take it to something like um well I the the hours is based on um Virginia Woolf so maybe that's not such a good example but uh, something like Sideways did you see Sideways with Paul Giamatti no um. Okay, well, it's it. I'm just trying to think of a movie that isn't that that where it's not about like war. But what I what, what I'm saying is like a movie like The Hours. Like I know you said not based on a true story, but like the the whole conceit that like it's not meant. It's just a movie. It's not meant to really be happening. Mm-hmm. But it could be happening, and it's a real situation. Like Sideways, it's not about like would he have really gotten the girl at the end, or would he not have gotten the girl, or or is it possible that someone as ugly as him would you know would. <laughs> would get the attention of someone as pretty as her. It's more about the 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 um the realistic emotional responses to one another as human beings. Mm-hmm. And the realistic way in which you'd say something or the the variety of people you encounter and how believable that is and 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 are we going to get that t- say, I think I think it boils down to are we going to get the same type of acting that we would in a film and not acting as rigid, okay, this is a point-and-click adventure, it goes from A to A to B, and it's specifically acted, but acting with that kind of variable in such that if an observer were to watch us playing this game and watch the performances as they unfold, would they believe that this is actually... Would they feel as attached to these so-called actors? And I put air quotes because everybody can see what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> so-called actors as opposed to, you know, oh, this is just a, a dude in the game. Like, for example, Gears of War, mm-hmm. all right? Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm Marcus, ah, damn it, ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> let's go to the And, like, the performances may kind of be kind of like what you'd expect out of a gruff marine, but the story as a whole in conjunction with, uh, not the story as a whole, but the fact that there's so little exposition and so little room for the characters to actually act, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, and since most of it's entrenched in cover-based combat as opposed to, like, different types of combat, kind of like in Call of Duty 4 where you get... In Call of Duty 4, okay, when you listen to the way that the soldiers interact with, the, with each other, mm-hmm. um, like, when you're playing the British level and you're supposed to be all quiet and stealthy and, like, your your, your, your commander's like, you know, okay, weapon's free. Okay, take them. There's that tango. Take him down. All right. Versus when you're in the in the bomber airplane and, like, the captain's saying, all right, there's that guy. 
Go get him now. Shoot him. Oh, he's not going to be coming home for dinner. Ha! That guy's full of shit. Uh, you know, and then versus when you're in the thick of the battle in the American, in the as the American character, and your your lieutenant's like shouting all the shit at you and saying like, you know, go cover it. It, it. it just the way that it all sounds put together makes makes you feel like you're actually watching a war movie mm-hmm. versus something like Years of War, where it's so it's so concentrated that in cover based combat that it's always one thing. It's always. Uh, Dom or, or Marcus going, ah, damn it! When they try to reload and they and you fuck up the active reload, yeah, um, and they're saying the same thing, and it's you know what I mean. It's it's it it just feel it's not they don't have that room to kind of grow and and actually perform for us. And I think so. The question is more like, um, I got I got to read the last thing again. Like like, do we have to acknowledge that like they're pixels and that we can never see those type of performances? And remember that YouTube video that we saw. Where it was this lady talking about photorealistic animation, and she was talking and talking and talking and talking, and then near the tail end of the video, somebody turned off a filter, and instead of looking at her, we were looking at her wireframe. Um, and I kind of like, vaguely remember that. Like, the whole thing behind that was like, was like, okay, so she's talking about this thing, and wait a second, she's not real? Mm-hmm. Like, can we get... I think we can get to that level. And we can get to that I, level. I mean, it'll, it's just, it'll take a lot of heart, horsepower. Right, that's what I was going to say, because for something like what you just told me, all of the resources of the computer were dedicated to making that woman look realistic right, to the point right, that right. you were shocked when you realized she wasn't real. Right, absolutely. Um, uh, Which is kind of, I think, something that they were moving toward doing in um, Final Fantasy Spirits Within. With, mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, you know yeah. how much horsepower it took, and how many machines it yeah. took for them to make that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone has really done anything of that caliber since. I mean, I guess Beowulf is uh, an example because I haven't that seen. That was interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That's um, an interesting one. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so you you didn't see it? You said I didn't that. see it, but I, oh, from okay. the trailers, I didn't know that that was computer generated. Right. Neither did I. Neither did I. And I think... in order to really kind of figure it out, I think. It would be important to watch the movie. Um, right. Maybe that's something that I'll probably want to do in the next couple of weeks or something. Actually, with that. with Beowulf, it's it's an interesting thing. What they did was um, they filmed the actors normally, but they enhanced them digitally. So oh, it's so it's comedy. not complete CG. Yeah, it's not complete. Right, it's not completely CG. They basically because the the guy who plays Beowulf is Mister French from The Departed, and that mm-hmm. guy, you know, that guy looks kind of old. Right. And so, in order to play Beowulf, they 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 like masked him over with computer graphics to make him look younger and more like, more uh, more gruff. No, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, less gruff, because you know Mr. French is really fucking gruff. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was that that was an interesting technique. Maybe they could do that, like Tony was saying, film somebody. But then you're limited to what they film. Yep, and you and can't so, exactly take the resources. And say if there's a change last minute, now you got to bring the actor in and refilm all his uh, movements and things like that. Right. And then unless they come him up with yeah. CG, unless they somehow come up with a new technology where you can film somebody, okay, and map everything that he's doing to math, okay, <laughs> and not just an image but math, and then you take it from all angles so that you have all the angles, and then you somehow like um, make adjustments so that when he pulls his gun, it's not the same animation every time. But there's a randomizer that randomizes an element of how his arm comes out and how his hand's holding the gun. Maybe the pinky is a little bit lower on the on the handle than it was the last. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's a lot that, of math right there. That's a lot of math. Um, but I think uh, 
I don't know if we actually answered the question, Digi, but we discussed a hell of a lot of it. So mm-hmm. hopefully that uh, that um, I, that, I that, really wouldn't want to give a yes or no to right. these questions anyway. C'est très difficile. I hope you got a nice Woody out of that, Digi. <laughs> um, and we're gonna take a little break and come back with a mailbag. We're back with the mailbag. Actually, uh, we do have one news topic. Uh, I, I didn't look at the news since I was you know, busy uh, drinking for New Year's celebration, but Al did find a topic. Do you want to talk about it, or should we go to the mailbag? Um, well, I'll just talk about it briefly. And okay. It's really of no importance since we have no other news. Um, but it was announced that for the Guitar Hero Metallica game that will be coming out early this year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the bands that's going to have songs in the game is Slayer, which is awesome because Slayer is just one of the, just, well, first off, Slayer is one of the big four heavy metal bands that are in the U.S. Mm -hmm. from the 80s, which, of course, was Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer. Uh, Odds are they probably won't have any Megadeth just because of the strife, but who knows? Uh... Who knows if they have any anthrax in there either, but that's all licensing. Mm-hmm. The Slayer thing is just that, you know, the music is very, you know, hardcore, very, very fast and um, heavy, I guess you could say, at times. The lyric content is very controversial. You know, you got songs that talk about, mostly songs that talk about religion and, uh, you know, how people think about religion. Things that just kind of openly discuss, oops, sorry, uh, openly discuss things that are uh, hellish and satanic in content or whatever, but these guys really just do it to elicit a response. They don't Mm -hmm. do it because they believe in anything. Like, they say some really outlandish shit. And it's really only, I mean, really outlandish shit like God hates us all. But really, <laughs> if you were to just say something like God hates us all, that's, you could think anything about that. But when you actually listen to the song, the lyrical content is like, well, at least I have to really read the lyrics. But from what I get of it, it's mm-hmm. like he must hate us if we're doing all this shit and he created <laughs> us and we're fucking up the environment, we're killing each other. And you know, at the end, he's like, I, I hate this place and I hate this race. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, he he's saying God must hate us all because we're acting like assholes. <laughs> um, and it was funny because there, there was a, a, I think I was watching Metal Headbangers Journey or something like that, and they asked Tom Mariah, who's the singer for Slayer, does God hate us all? And he's like, no, God doesn't hate, God doesn't hate. And it sounds so con- uh, contradictory because you listen to the song, and you're like, well, what the fuck are you talking about? So, you can understand that Slayer might have been a little bit of a tough push to get in the game. And so they announced that they actually got Slayer in the game. And they managed to, you know, get around all the people who were like, Oh, we don't really want them in the game because their lyrical content is such and such. I mean, as in another example, the first song off of the Rain and Blood album mm-hmm. called Angel of Death. And it's talking about, um, I forget his name, the... The, the 
Nazi doctor who did all the experiments <laughs> yeah. on people. And yeah. it sounds like he, they're glorifying Doctor Wolfenstein. Yeah, uh, it sounds like it sounds like they're glorifying him. Uh, you know, the first line of the song is Auschwitz, the meaning of pain. It's like, you know, <laughs> imagine if you were to put that on Guitar Hero World Tour. Though it was funny because in Kotaku, somebody put a comment saying, "Oh, I can't wait to for them to put Angel of Death so they can censor the whole first line." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they might end up doing that. Yeah, and but I doubt that they're gonna put Angel Death in um in in a video game because it would have to be M rated. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, basically, it's it's an accomplishment, and I'm very happy that they have Slayer in Guitar Hero Metallica. It's more of a reason for me to get into it, and it's probably gonna make the game even more difficult depending on what song right. you choose. Mm-hmm. So um, four three two one five two three four four three two one five four three two four three. Yeah, and, I mean they, they don't really have game uh, songs that run on that type of uh, string mm-hmm. for a long period of time like Rainbow. Rainbow is a very special song because they they just have certain little things like that, and it's you know kind of a non-standard. Doesn't have a verse, chorus, verse type of thing, mm-hmm. but it's very progressive. Um, so that's that's the news article. Okay, so let's get on to the mail baggio. Uh, let's see. Okay, this message is from Freebones. Uh, hello, Trigames crew. I have a question about the three-year extended warranty I heard about for the Xbox 360 consoles about eight months ago. To give it a little backstory, four days ago, my living room unit got a red ring. Today, I had an E74 error, further investigation revealed the GPU error, on my Elite console that I purchased about a year and a half ago. First of all, Never had I seen two consoles in need of repair within a week of each other. Jeez. It seemed pretty bad, but I didn't know how angry I would be, how would be, how I would become to find I had to pay a whopping two hundred dollars, one hundred for each unit just to pay my damn games. Um, huh. Okay, so the red ring. My the question is. Year, oh. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the the three year extended warranty on the red ring is supposed to apply. I mean, if his, according to his console serial number, if he's had his Xbox for more than three years, I think that takes it out of warranty. I, I don't think the three-year warranty was from that eight-month-ago part point. It's from three years after right, the you purchase purchased point. your Xbox. So if his Xbox right. is older than three years, sorry. Well, see, here's the thing. I, I think that as... Uh... Okay, if you have a launch 360, you just missed the window by like two months. Mm-hmm. But seeing as launch 360s were so hard to come by, and 360s were hard to come by until March, I think that anybody who, who, who just missed the launch window, basically anybody who bought their console after January of 06, which is only two months after launch, is still good because it's, it's still three years from now. Right. Uh, from then, I'm sorry. So, you shouldn't have had to pay $100 for the Red Ring unit. For the E74 error... That's not a Red Ring. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not quite sure. And I've seen that error in, like, a GameStop on, like, three units standing next to each other, which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, Jesus. But... Um, yeah, um, I believe that anything other than a Red Ring is just a one year. And, like, for example, I had a DVD drive problem. And I was two months out of my one-year warranty. Right. $100 for mine. 
Um, damn, this mic really gets in the way. Uh, the, the that that E seventy four arrow is not going to count toward the three year warranty. It's only for the three red lights in the three flashing red lights. Yeah, and I I really don't understand why they made you pay unless your 360 was a launch 360. If I may be so bold as to suggest the towel trick in fixing your E74 360, if you know where I'm going with this. Me or him? You. I kind of know. For him. I've I've heard the towel trick. But I mean, you know, because it's not a red ring. But the point is not... The point is not to fix the red ring because it doesn't exist. The point is to induce one right. so that you can send it back <laughs> and see what happens. And, and so you can, hush, hush. I'm Shh. not con- – I, I, I'm just I just bringing that into the fold. I do not condone it. You didn't hear that from us. You did not hear that from me. I don't condone it. But if you should so choose to stumble across such a solution that may or may not work to the effect that you may or may not be – possibly looking for to per- perhaps work maybe that I don't know. Next question from <laughs> Omri87 says, hey TriGames, I wanted to know your opinions about racism in gaming. The thing that pisses me off is not the 10 year old kiddies swearing and shit. I'm talking about the 30 to 40 year old married men that are saying and swearing the n-word a lot and a lot of really nasty stuff. Now I'm not a saint, I swear pretty much a lot but I'm not a yelling race. I'm not yelling racist stuff. I just want to know your, what your take is on it and if you think there's any solution for it. First of all, Omri, use the grammar check because I had a little trouble reading your message, but it does, I do agree with you. It's, it, it pisses me off as well. Um, this is something that I think we talked about lightly uh, when Ethan was still uh, on the cast. I can't remember what the topic was, but um, I think it, I'm not into politics that much, so I'm not going to, go into this whole diatribe about, like, America and all this shit, but this mm-hmm. country is full of bigots. I mean, like it or not. kind of almost built on this shit. This, this country is full of, yeah, it, it's it's founded on some somewhat, uh, some level of bigotry, okay? As as much, for as much glory and, and, and awesomeness that, you know, we're afforded, we are also, we also have skeletons that are in our closet. A whole shitload of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a bone up story. How many skeletons do we have in our closet? (laughs) I'll just have a thalid. Um, But yeah, and and so like there's a vast population that as much as they wouldn't either wouldn't want to admit it or acknowledge it or realize it, they're – okay, let's put it this way. For anybody who's seen the Broadway play Avenue Q, which I haven't yet. I'm not going to see that. There's there's a song that's called We're All a Little Bit Racist, and it talks about that. Um – there are asshats playing video games. Asshats in, like, the middle of Bumblefuck Mayonnaise Sandwich, you know, <laughs> automatically assuming that if you're a bad person, that you must be black or Hispanic or something else. So mm-hmm. if they beat you in a game, that makes them a bad person, and as a bad person, they will call you an undesirable name, even if you happen to be uh, Elmer's Glue White. <laughs> so... Yeah. As slunks can attest to, and if you even remotely sound like you're from, uh, you know, a city or that you listen to hip hop, they will label you, and it's just that's just the blind bigotry of this world. It, you, oh man, that's just people. That's the have way you people are. 
Have you ever been called anything? I actually, honestly, um, haven't played with people I didn't know and had okay. my headset on. <laughs> okay, uh, same here, because, same here. Like, I, um, actually, the only game I've played with people who I didn't know uh, was Puzzle Fighter. And I got my mm. ass beat, so, <laughs> I, you know. I mean, I've played Rock Band with friends. I've played, um, you know, Guitar Hero with friends. I think I might have played Guitar Hero once or twice with people who I didn't know, but that's just not on. I just don't choose to communicate with people that I don't know right. I, because of a wild card. Granted, I might wind up making a really cool friend, but the thing is, I don't play enough to warrant having friends that I don't know because right. they will wind up playing things when I can't, and they'll wind up asking me to play games when I can't. For example, when Smash Brothers came out, uh, I put my information just like, oh, hit me up on such and such to play Smash Brothers when I put it on, uh, I think I put it on games. Uh, oh, yeah, and then random people started. And then, know. like, yeah, two or three random people. But the thing was, I never got to play with them. Mm. Because there was this one guy who was like, hey, you want to play Smash Brothers? And I'm sitting at work at 8 o'clock at <laughs> yeah, night because yeah. I was working 4 to 12. And I'm like, uh, I'm at work. And so then one time I was like, hey, you want to play Smash Brothers? And he goes, oh, no, uh, I'm on Mario Kart now. So, you know, how much of an attention span do you have? When you just jump from one game to another, so I immediately took that guy off my aim list. Like, yeah, there's no point. So I just do with people I know. I, right. I really try and get away from that. And I mean, besides, if someone was to go and spot and reshot the test, I mean, I would just laugh at them because it doesn't hurt me. It just mm. shows me how dim-witted you are. That right. the only thing you could come up with is this old word that really just meant vagabond. Right. Right. Um, I am in the same boat as you. I've never really played online with people I don't know. I've only played a couple of times, like like way back when, and I already talked about that Half Life story where I was playing multiplayer and the guy was like, the guy was just saying, "Oh, you suck, dude." He wasn't. There were no racial things. I mean, it's moronic to be sure, but it wasn't racial. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I was playing Street Fighter, uh, hyper hyper fighting. Uh, the 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 non HD remix version, aka the shit version. Oh, the HF and, version. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, HF apostrophe. HF. No, she yes. fighted to apostrophe HF. HF. Yes. And um, I was I was playing it with the with the speaker on as as my headset because I didn't have my headset plugged in, so anybody who was talking would come through my speakers. I forgot to turn it off, and all I really heard was hello, yoo because I wasn't talking, <laughs> and that's all I heard. So it's just like whatever, dude. Um. Awesome. Yeah, I I generally avoid that shit, and for 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 that exact reason, because as much as it shows like how dim-witted people are, it still makes me angry that people are that dim-witted, and so yeah. I know that I just get I I you know basically get mad, which is what I wouldn't get mad for the reason that they want me to get mad, but I get mad which is what they want. Anyway. Why are you so stupid? Yeah, so it's just <laughs> Not like, stop yeah. calling me names. Yeah, it's just you know, and I mean it's it's perfect grounds for like what what uh. Tina Sanchez and, and Anthony Gallegos do on, on, on One Up and they do that griefing thing or Sean Elliott they learn mm-hmm. from Sean Elliott like she'd go on and you know she's a girl and so her people automatically think she's a 12 year old boy <laughs> <laughs> and so when she goes on she's like huh, could, could you guys not could you, could, could you guys not swear because I don't I don't have a headset 
and and my parents my parents don't don't like me playing games with swearing in it. And then they all start swearing. <laughs> and then and then she posts a video because it's like look how stupid these people are. Look mm-hmm. how look how you know low class and like behind the like beneath humanity these people are. They they're all stupid. And so like yeah, I mean I would really love to just go into like a server one day in Left for Dead. Well, uh, what's the Left for Dead community like? Um, as you Left 4 Dead, it. actually, you know, that is one game I did play with people. Well, then again, that's not an Xbox game. But uh, I played Left 4 Dead once on Versus Mode and a couple of times with people I didn't know on co-op. But from what I've played, I've played with people who are very friendly in co-op. And then in Versus, there's this one guy who was just really taking the game seriously. He would order people around and get pissed off when they wouldn't do what he wanted them to do. And I was like, Dude, it's a fucking game. <laughs> Jeez. But, you know, that's something I can tell because, you know, he wasn't really doing stuff like spouting out racial epithets. Right, he was just um, getting intense. You know, it's funny, I do have a, a slight experience. Like, it's not really an experience, it's just that I remember I was playing Warcraft. And Warcraft, of course, is a game where you have to DM for people whether you know them or not, whether you like them or not. Sure, sure. Because that's the only way you can really get any. For the Horde! So, um, we had joined this guild because, um, we had went to the server and tried to create our own guild. It didn't really work out, so we joined these other people who were already established. Mm-hmm. And these guys were, like, from the Midwest, and these guys just, oh my goodness, the N-words are part of their vocabulary. They would use Shit. it in different ways that I've never even heard. <laughs> and I was just, like, sitting by quietly because I don't feel like being offended from people's stupidity especially when they're in a completely different state somewhere in the middle of the country where they have farms and they don't see anything (laughs) other than animals and people look like them. So I I had to get to the point where I was like, you know, I need to like not listen to them, so I'm going to go to this different channel. And, you know, I try and just like move away from it. I don't like to confront it because you can't really change people from who they are after a certain age. Right. And if they get upset and the first thing that comes out their mouth is racial epithets, I mean, it's not even just the N-word. It was just like all different kinds of words that are referring to different types of people who are not them. Cajordal Bordel. Exactly. And <laughs> I was just amazed. I was really amazed that people just, you know, you can't say anything that really expresses themselves. They just, you know, use what brute force tactics they have. Brute force. And they're not even talking to people who are trying to offend. They're talking to each other about other people. Right. So it's a it's an inside crowd type of thing. Oh, this amazes me. Oh, I th- it, it sounded like you looked up something. He said, "This amazes me." I'm like, "What are you looking at?" Oh, no, I said, What's "I don't know." Me? It amazes me. Right. Um, and this is a wow. Yeah. Don't they have? The, aren't they like super heavy with the um with the moderation and stuff? No, no, no. This is like one vamp. Oh, oh, okay. I so, saw it. I saw it. You know, I'm not familiar is... with the wowisms. Yeah. No, no. Um, it, this is on Ventrilo, basically. So it's right, right. Like, no, no, not no, even related yeah. to Warcraft. Just to the fact that we were playing Warcraft and they were talking about Warcraft. Right. So, it was Warcraft. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I'm trying to think of anything else uh, besides... I think Ethan was saying that he, he he heard that happen 
with um he heard that happen when he was playing when he was watching his friend play Call of Duty three, mm-hmm. and somebody he he was so he was he was playing with people who were calling each other names, but that his friend in question wasn't being called anything. So, mm-hmm. um, let me see if there's anything more to this question. Uh, is there any solution for it? Um, no, I mean not nothing nothing. Nothing that will be like that. That at a touch of a button, you can get them in. Like you can immediately solve it. I mean, you've got, you've got the feedback system, and then you've got um, the mute button, and you can mute somebody. Mm-hmm. But that's you can't about change people. Yeah, you can't change people. Sadly, so I mean, um, use that mute button, buddy. I mean, unless uh, the problem is if the people who are on your team are the ones that. Are, are being ass jacks, then you're kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this magical technique called change server. <laughs> yeah, change so server, that, boot, um, squelch. There are lots of tools that. Oh, we there, have. actually, you know, you're right. There is there is a solution, and that's to be the admin. <laughs> that, that that's yeah, that's yeah. a solution too. Or be friends with the admin and yeah. hope that the admin isn't a racist. Because <laughs> then they'll yeah. support that type of behavior. That's a good point. But yeah, we have plenty of tools at our disposal to deal with people. There is nothing that can fix that. Only thing you can do is avoid it. And it's sad, but it's true. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya, and pray. Looking at the mail mailbag. And uh, there's nothing left. Somebody posted on our Castlevania Portrait of Ruin unboxing on YouTube. Awesome. Oh my god, there, there, there are all these comments about how I threw the game on the floor. I have a carpet. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Grow up. Or Excellent. grow down. Um, grow down. Like sink Alright, so I think we've... <laughs> sink down. I think we've um, come to the end of this epic journey. Uh, there is there, there's the matter of pimpology. Um, Dr. Fish... Uh, is a fishy doctor. He has sushi in his in his you know syringes and shit. So don't go to him. But uh, he mm. has a blog called drfishypants.com. Uh, doctor is spelled out. Fishy pants is spelled out, and that's kind of perverted. His fishy pants, but that's all right. I met the man at the Nintendo World Store. Uh, he came into New York for a spell, and you know we hung out for a little bit. Uh, nice chill guy. Um, congratulations on his soon-to-be wedding. Mm. And um, just watch out for those fish in the pants, uh, Mrs. Brian. Just you know, that's kind of kind of something, kind of something to watch out for, maybe. Oh, and then there's a uh, a hairy guitar somewhere. Yeah, for real. Where, Where is it? I'm uh-huh. asking you. Really? You told I don't know me anything about hairy guitars. Sure, you do. I know about people who have hair who play guitar. Oh, well, that's that's almost as good. Where is are that? Are very lazy about putting up their videos <laughs> and stuff. Um. And whose Jets team failed to make it to the playoffs, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, XLM2K.blogspot.com, that's my uh, blog of guitars and games. And uh, I, whenever I feel like it, damn it, I'm going to put up a video of me playing Joy to the World on my guitar. It's probably too late now because Christmas season's over, so maybe I'll make it up with uh, something that I did at practice yesterday. I don't know, whatever. Okay. Yeah. And then and then we've got uh remember to visit uh uh Game Slave uh Maven or 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 King Game Slave's King Pete Vellucci on his Facebook page and look at his uh GSTV videos. Um he has hair now. 
like Al instead of his spikes. Uh, yeah. That's Pete Vellucci. That's two L's, two C's, Junior, on the Facebook. Uh, and you can see him talk about how much he hates home. Uh, he wasn't with us today because he had some New Year's celebrations that went over long, and he's probably supremely hungover, I would bet, from like the past 27 weeks of uh, of peating. So, um, <laughs> peating? Peating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, peating. Peating. Oh, I thought, I thought you said beating as in beating oh. somebody to death. No, that would be um, funny too, though. Or or beating the one-eyed snake, which uh, maybe maybe that's what he's doing instead of sleeping. But uh, <laughs> at some point, we hope to have him and his uh, his birth mother. I'm just kidding, uh, Leiden, because I think I called him uh, Leiden's love child in <laughs> two episodes ago. But uh, him and him and uh, Leiden, who is Charlie, also from Game Slaves, on the show. Uh, Leiden's comment to me on Steam was, "It would be the sneaky return of Game Slaves Radio, which I can't disagree with." Mm-hmm. But as long as we have the theme music, it is our show. Damn it. Aha. I hope. Then again, that, that dude does look like he could beat the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> like, I, 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 am very, uh, I am very small and fragile. So, uh, then again, Pete also looks like he could beat the shit out of me. He's got that kind of angry-looking sh- hair, uh, <laughs> the shag. And you also look like you could beat the shit out of me because you have hair. Who, me? Yeah, that Tony wants somehow. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Alright, uh, so for, for Tony If I could have your hair, please For Al How about no? <laughs> Bitch, no! How about that? That was the best moment of the Bitch, no! How about that? I've been your host, Austin, and we're out of here Jaws was dead, but now it's time for Jaws Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs>